Hey, Grace. Yeah, David? Do you want to go back? Back where? Back to the best. Back to the best? Back Back to to the the best. best. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Back to the Best. I'm David. And I'm Grace, and this is our podcast where we talk about all the best things from the 90s to the 2000s, which is also known as The Best Times. To all our first-time listeners, welcome. To all our former besties returning, welcome back. And you guys, do we have such a special episode for you today. We've said so many times that a certain episode is our favorite episode, but honestly, you guys, right now, this is by far our favorite episode. It really is an amazing episode. You've already seen it in the title. We chatted with Lisa Ann Walter. You know her as Chessie from The Parent Trap. And when we say she will exceed all expectations you have of her, she will exceed them. Yeah, she, you guys, you're going to hear it, but she was incredible. We talked to her for a full hour, so we don't want to bore you with a long intro. We just want to get right into this interview so everyone can hear how incredible it is. Yes, you're going to love it. Here she is, the one and only Lisa Ann Walter. Can you hear us okay? No, I can. I just okay. Can't. <laughs> how, how are you? you? Uh, I'm good. I'm like, you know, in lockdown, sensational, nonstop cooking mode and taking care of my 85-year-old mother. Because she, she had to leave um, her assisted living place. I busted her out of there because they had COVID. Oh, so, no. Oh, yeah, that's good. She's with you. She's safe. She's healthy. Yeah. And I'm cooking three meals a day and eating all of it. Uh, oh my what God. What a dream. <laughs> yeah. I know. It was just, it was only this week that I said to myself, I had to chill out. Like, I think I made like two banana breads a week and it was getting excessive. <laughs> I ordered, you're going to die. I'm going to show you guys this. I know that we're not, I don't know if you're recording. I hope you are. Because this is all good stuff. To show you the bag of flour that I got. Hang on. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm gonna send you a picture for your for your viewing audience of what an insane Sicilian does. Oh my god, it's the biggest bag of flour I think I've ever seen. I mean, I did give some of it away. I gave like two giant bags of it away to my friend Michael Chickless and his family live right near me and they're like some of my best friends and they've been baking. So this is how much? 25 pounds. Oh, oh my God. Where do you get a bag? That is that like a Costco <laughs> thing? <laughs> this is an Amazon thing. There is no flour at Costco. You cannot <laughs> buy flour at Costco. You can buy Krusty's pancake mix. Oh, oh thank God. And thank God. You want to see that bag? We'd love to. Just We'd honestly, to. everything in your kitchen. Just unload everything. Oh my God. <laughs> you are never going to run out of pancake mix. You're like the oh ideal God. house to be quarantined at right now. I, I am so the house. I've been making all my friends jealous. And by the way, I don't know, do you know this, that I have 19-year-old identical twin boys that are born on October 11th? Wow. They twins in the movie. I knew you had twins, but I didn't know the date. That's crazy. I didn't know the date either. That is bizarre. Which I did not know until we were, they were airing The Parent Trap on like ABC, you know, because Disney owns ABC. And uh, they did a, a, when they opened um, California Adventure, the theme park that's connected to Disney out here in yeah. California, uh, they asked my, me and Simon Kunz to go, who plays Martin, mm-hmm. to go and do like a, you know, like a trip around showing people the rides, showing people the park. And so we went and did it. And um, then they use that, like, as they call interstitials, which is what they air with commercials. Okay. Like during the airing of the first time on network TV, you know, a lot of people had the, v- at that time, VHS. This was 2000. <laughs> I know this because my boys had just been born in October and we shot it in the beginning of January. That's when they aired it sometime in like January, February. And I was in my kitchen cooking uh-huh. and people were over, including Simon, because he had come over from the UK. And I was taking care of everybody and the family was all there. And then I hear them screaming in the other room. They're all like, oh, mom, mom, come here. And I go running in and they go, October 11th, October 11th, it's the boy's birthday. 
And so that's when I figured it out. I didn't even put it together until they aired the movie. And then I called Nancy Myers and I said, what did you do to me? Yeah, that like wild. <laughs> what sort of like spell or what voodoo did she put on you? Yeah, what's what sort of crazy wuju did you put on me? And you know, I I mean identical identical twins are not in my case. I didn't do any in V Drive four kids that I know of, <laughs> and uh, I didn't do any not in vitro. What do they call it? Um, yeah, in vitro. I didn't do any for. I just I just get pregnant. So. Um, <laughs> So the, the boys were just, that's one egg with identicals that splits into two babies. So okay. It, I don't know, meant to be. Wow. That's crazy. And on October 11. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm sure you guys have questions. I'm so sorry that I came in here like showing my back. <laughs> oh wow. my gosh. God, no. Best start to any interview I've ever had. <laughs> and they're in the background, just FYI. Oh, they should be. So uh, FYI, they're sitting there. You can just display what you've done in quarantine behind you. <laughs> I'll show you my, I wish I still had a full loaf of, I baked two loaves of bread yesterday, Ooh. but I've been using them to cut up and like make um, hoagies and stuff like that for, mm. so I just got one up for my mom. I don't have a full one left or I'd brag on that too. Oh. <laughs> I also love that you say hoagies. I'm from the East Coast and we call, everyone out here calls them like subs. Yeah, well, I've, I've said subs too. Where are you from? Are you from Philly? Or no, I'd I hear the accent if you were. Where are you from? I am, at, well, I'm from a suburb outside of Philly. Okay, because you're yeah. not doing your O's. You're not doing a Philly O. I have lived out here for like seven years now. And one of the first things everybody got me on was my O's. And like, if I said, I'm going to go get gas instead of gas in my car. Yeah, yeah. so I, I've kind of gotten, that, gotten out of it. Are you guys actors? I, I like used to, we're, this is kind of what our main gig has been the last two years, um, yeah. but I right. did move out here for acting. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Because when I went to, I went to Catholic University of America, which is in DC and it has a real fancy Tony prestigious drama development. <laughs> you know, we like did the Greek. <laughs> um, but one of the first things that, that they do is they like vocally train you and they were saying, I can't, I can't remember who it was. One of my professors there said, darling, it's a diphthong. It's not a triphthong. And I'm like, for those of you who don't know, a diphthong is when you say one vowel that goes into another, like, oh, it starts at, oh, and then it goes to oh. a U, right? That's a diphthong. And in Maryland, where I'm from, and Philly, we go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Your O is like, it's almost like, this is weird, I almost became a uh, dialect coach because I was so fascinated by it. And in certain areas of our country, we took who, what were our original accents, which was British, but in certain areas, it also was um, impacted by the immigrants that came to that area. So if you notice in Brooklyn and in New Orleans, which are both port cities, that got an influx of Italian, Irish, and German immigrants at the same time, they have accents that are similar. So like they both say, instead of toilet, they say turlet. Yeah, they, that's they true. Girl, like instead of girl, they go, oh, that girl over here. It's, I'm at Catholic University, <laughs> I met Mitch Landrew who became the um, mayor of New Orleans, and he's from this famous political family in New Orleans, the Landrews, like Moon uh -huh. Landrew. And I thought he was from Brooklyn, because what do I know about New Orleans? <laughs> my, my mom's from Brooklyn, where are you from? And he's like, New Orleans, Landrew. I'm like, but the accent is exactly the same. Wow, so they had wild. to beat it out of me when I would say, oh, Maryland, oh. That's so funny. Yeah, my very... My very first voice and speech class, they took it. I didn't even know I had an accent. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean accent? I don't know. I don't know what you mean. Yeah. That's so funny. I know. Everything, everyone was just like picking on. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, this sounds like completely normal. And everything, they would get on me constantly. They're like, wrong. We're right. That's what I thought. I was like, how about I just teach you guys? Yeah, now you just it's take over the class. Exactly. <laughs> and David, where are you from? Uh, so I'm from a really small town, like four hours south of Chicago. Love it. Yeah, so I've been out <laughs> here about six years now. 
did you go to like Illinois, you know, the, the, what's it called? What's the campus down there? I know somebody. Uh, went so to I went to, I went to Southern Illinois University. Yes. And like right by St. Louis. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Like there. I loved it. And then moved out here for an internship and then just never left LA. <laughs> I need an intern in a minute. Like, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> You need more, you need someone to take care of your flour, your pancake mix. You've got yeah. a lot of stuff to work exactly. <laughs> I, I need people to do the boring paperwork crap I don't want to do while I like do fun stuff like bake. That's so Oh fun. yeah. <laughs> if anybody's listening and wants to be, <laughs> we can help you hire an you intern. Get bombarded with Instagram <laughs> yeah. messages. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, they'll just come move in. Well, you're going to be a young person who talks to me. I always say I'm, I'm so happy to do interviews like this because I'm with people I've got teenage boys, so I'm just happy to be with people that like me. <laughs> you got double teenage teenage vibes going on in your house. Double trouble, as they, <laughs> as, as people who can't remember that I was in the parent trap say, oh, no, you're, you're from double trouble. I'm like, close, that's good. <laughs> double we'll trouble. Take it. You'll yeah. take it, whatever. Yeah, Olsen twins, Lindsay, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> twins were involved, it's, yeah. don't worry about it. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for agreeing to do this and talking. Yeah. I'm thrilled. You guys are so sweet. Thanks for oh, asking. Of course. Well, we did... watch... I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go no, ahead. No, no. you go ahead. I was just going to ask, did you watch the Parent Trap reunion that Katie oh. posted? It did. Really... That was so fun. You I mean, I seen did it? it, but I haven't seen the, I've been so busy in the last couple of days, I haven't even watched it yet, but I hear it's really fun. It's really fun. It was really fun. They had a bunch of like original clips from the movie and then we both just died when Lindsay and Dennis reread that's the car scene. Oh, it was just so great. You guys all, it was so wonderful. Yeah. Like crying. We haven't seen each other. I mean, certainly I've seen Elaine. She's my best friend. So I see her all the time, but I don't, I've seen Lindsay's dad recently in New York. We, I was there for something last year and we got together and we stay in touch. Mm -hmm. um, and then I've talked to like Lindsay calls when I was with her and I got on the phone with her a couple of times. Dennis I saw because I ran into him at a charity event where his band was playing. He was playing with, uh, with the musicians there. And then we hung out, we went to dinner afterwards with him and at that time just his girlfriend, but then now his wife, Laura. Um, delightful. And in fact, he was hilarious. He was like, come on, she's like the new Meredith. She's 20. <laughs> you are too much. But you know what's so great is that she's super smart. Like she was get, she's getting her PhD in math. And she's, oh, wow. besides being gorgeous and sweet, she's really, really smart. And I was like, you got a good one. Like, don't mess it up. And he was really sweet and genuine about it. He's like, I, I kind of gave up on letting myself find happiness. And then I did. So I'm just Aww. really supportive of them as a couple and their relationship. And um, Elaine was really funny about it online. She was like, I think she tweeted, watch out for those twins. I think I saw that. <laughs> I love when she posts any oh. Meredith Blake things on Twitter. Oh, they're the best. She stays in, in character for them too. Like, I'm just me. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that the movie was meaningful to you and, you know, that I somehow made an impact in your life. And she's just always a smart ass. Like, so <laughs> funny. Yeah. I love when she said in the reunion how, you know, especially back then, Meredith was a villain, but now people are living for Meredith Blake. Like, she is an icon, even yeah. more than ever. Like two years ago, so for the 20-year reunion, when we saw that um, Disney wasn't going to really push doing anything for it, we were like, what? Like, we personally get mail and, and Instagram and DMs and tweets and all the time of people saying, I felt, I felt lonely or my parents were divorced or I hadn't come out to my family and I felt accepted somehow by your characters in the movie. I felt like you were family. And so we've always been very aware uh, and grateful for the special place we've had in the life of the fans internationally. You know, we'll get it from mm -hmm. Argentina and, and Moldova and like all over the world. And we really wanted to honor the connection that we have with these people um, for the 20th. So we did a live viewing 
I think I was on Instagram and Twitter and Elaine also had Periscope and Facebook open. We had a ton of like live and we did a live tweet of the movie or a live viewing of the movie. Okay. Dance. And, um, and Simon, we got Simon in on it. Nancy was chiming in and Simon I've been in touch with too. When I went to England a few times, I stayed with him one night and, you know, we've stayed, we've all stayed in touch, but, um, I segued so far away from the <laughs> Literally story of our lives. <laughs> comes back to the original point. What were, what we, were we? You okay. were talking about the 20th anniversary and doing the live with Elaine. Oh yeah. So so back when that was happening, and we did like a big interview on the Today Show, and um, there was a lot of activity around, and also the fact that we're best friends, and people then were saying. I remember reading tweets that said, uh, I used to think that she was the most horrible person in the world. She was 26, had her own business, her PR firm, was engaged to marry a millionaire vineyard owner, and I'm sitting on my couch and sweating, <laughs> eating my dinner out of a cereal bowl. Which one of us had the, has the good life, you know? And so, so it started funny. then with people going, no, I think she was actually doing all right. <laughs> and then the twins came along and messed the whole thing up. Like, yeah, <laughs> she was actually okay. <laughs> Meredith is so just, funny. she's just a role model. Who would not want, like, who would not want that at 26? Nobody. I don't like nobody. I think my character was probably jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why does she get the... I mean, you know, the obviously Chessie did not have a thing for Nick Parker, but Lisa mm -hmm. Ann Walter, the actress, certainly did <laughs> for Dennis Quaid, which was, as I said at the time, the best piece of acting work I've ever done. Oh. Just, like, just getting to act and be with, with him all day. Tails. What? <laughs> I said just getting to act and be with him all day must have been oh. amazing. Oh, he was amazing. And still is. He's just, he's just lovely. Just all. As had you, said, dreamy. Had you ever met him before The Parent Trap? No, I met him literally at the same time. He, he came in for all the chemistry reads. So I think they were, had chosen who they wanted and just wanted to introduce him in case there was an issue. There's one of the, there's one of the twins. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. So on the day that we went to their studio, I can't remember if it was on the Disney lot. I think it might have been. But we, I drove over there and I had just done a TV show for Disney ABC. So I was real familiar with the lot and I was real comfortable there and they were real comfortable with me. Um, and so meeting Dennis, the only thing that was weird about it for me was that they had told me, like, dress down even more. Like, oh, the, yeah. for the interview was great. I am doing an interview, by the way. <laughs> um, the way you were, it went in for the first audition was great, but like, just make sure you're not, you know, done up. So I had my hair in a ponytail and I had no makeup on. And so anyway, so I, I, I met him the same way I met Richard Gere when I did Shall We Dance, which was they had already mm -hmm. asked me to put on weight for the movie. And mm -hmm. so I felt, and I was, I was eating like 10,000 calories a day in New York, really good food uh, what for like two weeks before I met him. So I felt like, oh my God, these are, these are people that I worshiped. Like I <laughs> totally stand Richard Gere from the time of American Gigolo. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, he was like the, one of the hottest guys ever, officer and a gentleman. But when I met him, I'm like, I can't believe I have to meet officer and a, and a gigolo with an ass the size of like, <laughs> like I just was embarrassed. And I sort of felt that way about meeting Dennis just because I wanted to, you want to look cute when you yeah. meet hot guys. Yeah. You know, if you're out on the street and you run into to an ex, an oh. ex friend or girlfriend, you don't want to be in like dirty sweatpants. You want to look good, right? Mm -hmm. So, I think I felt a little bit weird just because of that, but I was already in character. And yeah. he was yeah. warm. And then on that same day, even before I walked into the room to meet him, Elaine was in the waiting room. So I actually met her first. And then Lindsay came in. So they introduced Lindsay to Dennis. And then, they, then when I was sort of finishing up my interview, Elaine came in. 
And he was just like, yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he left the room and he turned around to Nancy and Charles and said, really? <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, cause she was just, I mean, she still is so gorgeous. Uh -huh. but 26 years old and just like old Hollywood stunning. So yes. I met everybody on the same day. Oh, very oh my cool. God, that's I mean, so cool. The entire cast of that movie is just, everyone's so perfect in their roles. Oh my gosh, yeah, completely perfect. Like it could not have come together. And David and I had talked about when he, David like had said when he first saw it, he really thought that Lindsay was a twin. <laughs> like so many people really thought she was a Dennis, twin. Dennis said that and of course he knew that she was one person, but she was so good at becoming the other character that it, she confused people. And, and a, a lot of people still say that to me. I'm like, Where, really, where have you been? <laughs> Come on. Talented actress. Yeah. Well, because it was also, the editing was so good. Like when I just rewatched it, I was looking really close to try to see if I could see anything. You can't tell at all that they're not really standing with each other. Right, and what's super impressive is that at that time, the, the technology was really new. There, I mean, now it's easier to do it faster, but at that time it was brand new technology and they literally had to shoot everything and then flip it with the double. And, and it took quite a while. They were, Nancy and, and Charles, who at that time they were still working together, have always done sort of very painstaking looks. And Nancy has continued on. I, if anybody watches her movies, her movies, they are always, I think there's a thread or an Instagram um, page called Nancy Myers Kitchens. Like her, everything is perfect. Oh, you know? wow. And luckily, I'm, I happen to be, perfect. <laughs> I happen to be um, pretty consistent with props. Like I, I always call myself the continuity queen because mm. my, this is actor talk, but you'll get this, Grace. My, uh, the dialogue for me usually is inspired by the action. And mm. the action is what is created by the, the idea, right? So even if the action is just sitting with my hand like this, for those of you not watching, <laughs> I my chin. Um, if the action is just sitting and listening it's how I'm sitting and in what certain way. And mm -hmm. if the action is I grab a bag and exit, I know where I'm going with that bag. The bag might not be part of the scene, but my, the inner actor knows why did I grab that bag? Why am I leaving the room? It's all mm -hmm. connected. The thought and the action is connected to the words. So I usually have the props lined up exactly the same way every time, unless the director says, let's try something different. You yeah. know, then I'll rethink it and maybe do it another way. Or sometimes the prop is getting in the way. You know, yeah. like you can't move the chair that way. You're uh -huh. killing our light or you're killing whatever. But, yeah. but I usually am consistent with what <laughs> I'm doing. That helps when you're in something that specific where like it has to match. Yeah. Sure. All over the place. Then there's a script supervisor sitting there with a book going, um, no, you had the purse in the left hand and the plate of food was in your right hand and you were half turned. But for wow. me, it's usually the same every time. That's, that probably helps you and them a lot, especially with something like this where it had to just be duplicated once, I guess, when Lindsay had to become Annie or Hallie. Yeah, and from what I hear, I mean, of course I did scenes with her, but there were a lot of scenes that I was involved in and then we would wait. And that's how Elaine and I became so close is because we would sit and wait for those scenes to be finished. But from what I hear, she was consistent like that all the way through. And she was 11, you guys. That's insane. Wow. Yeah, she's a very smart girl. Oh, I mean, we even just in the reunion, it was so wonderful to hear like just how much she still loves it. You know, because she was so much, she was so young. She was 11, but you can tell she still has a lot of love. And, you know, because it's such a timeless movie. It really will always, I think, be consistent in people's lives. I hope so. I mean, it, you know, and you know this as being performers and broadcasters now, there are a lot of things that we do for free. Mm -hmm. There is a big whole world of things that we do to try to support or move a career forward that is nothing. People that are listening that are, 
either they're on screen or they're musicians or, or they're starting a, a, a website, anything that they're creating, which a lot of us are doing right now. A lot of young people are not going into traditional jobs because they are not there right now. So a lot of people that are trying to create, build their castle, as I like to say, you do things because you love it and because you believe in it you know, or it's a charity that you're behind or a political movement, whatever it is. And then the payoff is great. It's, mm -hmm. it's, sometimes it's gravy. Sometimes it doesn't happen or pay you or anything like that. Sometimes it's just seeing your work happen. But for me as, a, as an actress, to have even one thing that I've done, and there are a, num a few that I'm, I'm pretty proud of. Mm -hmm. But in this case, this movie, having the longevity that it's had, and people responding to it in a way that's so emotional, that's such an emotional touchstone for them of, I feel safe when I watch it. It's the thing I put on to listen to when I'm trying to fall asleep because I feel safe and comfortable and warm. There is no better compliment a an actor can get than I that part in their life. I mean, truly, it's very meaningful to me. Sorry, I, if I were Elaine, I'd be <laughs> I'm kind of a goober about it. I feel really lucky to have been, I feel so lucky that I was chosen to do it by Nancy and Charles. I feel so lucky that I have been able to be connected to it for these years and that fans still let me know. Because quite frankly, there's a lot of lean years where we don't work and we don't get to do these things. So thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you. It's, it completely translates. I mean, like I was saying to my fiance, I was like, I was quoting the movie while watching it. And he was like, how many times have you seen this? I was like, I will, I will watch it forever. Like I will never not, but it is, it is just, it totally comes across. Like we all feel how much you guys loved those characters. And even in the reunion, it's just, it's so special to everyone. So thank you guys for bringing that to us. Well, yeah. well we shared, a, a, you know, there was a lot of months that we shared together and specifically when we were all up in Napa, it was beautiful scenery. Every, every oh my gosh. I would be 4 a.m. in a makeup trailer and the light would start to come up behind us. You know, the windows were sort of behind us. So when the light would come up, they would have hot air balloon rides in <gasps> the valley in, in Napa. So you would see 20 balloons going up all across behind you because we oh were kind gosh. of elevated where we were, where the makeup trailers were. It was just stunning. If there was, I worked most days, but the couple of days I didn't work, if we went for drives, we would visit the different vineyards up there. I mean, it was just a beautiful place to be. Oh, and yeah. Elaine was dating, who was she dating at the time? The guy from, um, why can't I think of his name? The guy from from Married with Children. The young one, not Ed. Not Ed. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know Ed. All I'm thinking David of is, is David Foschino. Okay. Oh, was she really? She was dating Dave, David, and I was dating someone who was living in New York, and they both came into Napa and we all went to dinner together at the um the cuisine of America, like the big, the culinary school of America. That's what it okay. is. Oh, wow. Cooking school up there. Just, I mean, it was beautiful. Like there was nothing bad about being up there. We all loved working with each other. We got along. There was nobody in this cast. Sometimes you'll have one person that's like, oh, I could do without that person. Not <laughs> you. I like everybody. Yeah. But sometimes other people are like this and then it makes it uncomfortable on set. Nothing like that. Oh. That's so good to hear because I think it would have killed us if we heard like <laughs> no. if you came on or like it was awful. Oh, yeah. Not at all. In fact, I mean, and we said it in the reunion. One of the saddest things was missing Natasha, who was oh. we mm -hmm. all loved, and she was so special. And she was a smart ass too. Like mm -hmm. really, she was very elegant, and she is. She was very elegant. She was, you know, has a a family history of being royalty, you know, British acting royalty. And mm -hmm. she wears it. She is just perfect. But, oh. she, but she was fun. Mm -hmm. She was fun. She had a mouth on her. I liked her a lot. You would have liked her, Grace. Oh. Yes, I love yeah. people like that. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so great to hear. How was the house that oh, you yeah. built that? Like, was it, it a real incredible. house? Yeah, it was incredible. What? I mean, when they first drove us up there, 
you know, I wanted a tour. I was like, I want to see all of it. Which bedroom's mine? <laughs> <laughs> and the grounds were gorgeous too. Not everything you see. Um, the the scene with uh, Nick and uh, Elizabeth that's supposed to be in their like wine cellar is oh, actually yeah. the Coppola Wine Center, which was next door. Okay. So not wine cellar, but everything else was the house, the outdoors. And they just had, beautiful. they had storyboarded it to the nines you know so every shot and they're very good at this too this is also very much nancy now and then nancy and charles um that when i looked at the storyboards the angles were <laughs> this is how we do <laughs> were like exactly what you saw on the storyboard i mean it was just all perfectly perfectly shot oh wow and that's the a dream really sweet they just went up there dennis and laura Oh, oh yeah. did they? They just went up there. Yeah, in fact, I think they were talking about they were going to try to do a wedding up there, but then COVID hit and nothing, could, nobody could go anywhere. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. It looks like a dream place for a wedding. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, can't, I mean, people live like that. Right? I can't, <laughs> Who are I can't even imagine what that's like. <laughs> Who are those people? <laughs> yeah. how, do we, how do we get to be those people? <laughs> no, I don't know. We become Nick Parker. I yeah. guess so. <laughs> Um, did you, do you have a favorite scene from the movie or like a favorite part, whether it was yours or not? You know, I, I loved the, this is so weird, but I loved the camp scenes just like when they did the whole big trick with the slimy floor and, mm. and her sliding into, just because for two reasons, number one, it's fun for kids to watch pulling that kind of shenanigans. Yeah. Also being in film, I recognize what it took to make that happen. And that's a big deal with all the contraptions and the stuff falling and everything. I thought that was great. I love Nick going into a pool, but probably my favorite is the scene that they did. I'm a big fan of old movies. Like I grew mm. up, my mom raised me on watching old like um, screwball comedies from the 30s and 40s. So my one of my favorite movies is Cary Grant and Irene Dunn, My Favorite Wife. Oh, and, okay. And they set up the whole sequence in the hotel that we're all a part of. And it's like, we're crossing each other and this one's coming this way and this one's going that way. And we're just missing each other. And it ends with him seeing her when he's in the elevator and he does that lean, uh. which is from My Favorite Wife. I love that entire sequence. And I also love the fact that we're running, I'm, I come into it with the dog. Yes. <laughs> Sammy. <laughs> what you don't see, and, and I just love all those quick, quick takes, you know, like good doggy and, you know, just meet her upstairs. Or, yeah. You know, that lines are so quick and so fun that I, I love the sort of fast paced comedy of it. But what you don't see is that a couple of takes before the one they use when we were coming in and I had the dog, they said, I think the note was, cause I heard it on the walkie cause we were set up, you know, an entire giant hotel lobby away from what they call video village where the director is sitting and they, and they say on the um, monitor to whatever second AD is standing by us saying go, you know? So they said, I heard it, have the dog pull Lisa faster, have her pull her more. So I don't know who gave the dog a direction. <laughs> I guess it was the dog wrangler versus charge of Sammy. Uh -huh. And they were like, pull! And that dog took off like I was a, a, a sled and the dog was like a husky. And I went flying behind that oh dog. Oh my gosh. But you know, you don't cut, you just go with the scene. And we got to where the mark was and God bless that dog. He stopped on a dime and I went flying oh, and oh no. <laughs> total wipeout, boom. And I literally, the entire crew just sat there like this. <gasps> and then I picked my head up and went, too much? <laughs> Was this not what you wanted? That's the, that's the part that should have been left in. It was oh, yeah. hilarious. I was hoping they would put it like in a, in a- Like a blooper. Something. Oh my God, I, I yeah. The footage, but I know it looked hysterical and nobody wanted to laugh because they thought I might be hurt. Sure. But I, then I said too much and then everybody cracked up. And I just, oh my God. it was so much fun. 
Oh my God, I wish we could see that. That footage has to be somewhere. I gotta ask Nancy if we can dig that up. That's hilarious. (laughs) If there's anything she held onto it, hopefully was that. (laughs) I remember the elevator too, Lindsay walks in and that's whenever she's kind of singing, let's get together. Were you a fan of the original Parent Trap? Oh, of course. Now, you gotta remember when I was little, (laughs) back when dinosaurs roamed the earth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but there was no VHS. There was no way to play a movie that you loved. If you wanted to see The Wizard of Oz, you waited till Easter. If you wanted to see the original Parent Trap, they would play it whenever they played it on mm-hmm. Wonder World of Disney, and then you got mm-hmm. to watch it. So it, there was no other way to see it. You just waited for that when they would play it, because it came out, I think, before I was born, or maybe just when I was born. Um, so I didn't see it in the, in the movie theater originally, but I would watch it when they would play it once a year on Disney. Okay. And, and, and loved it. Loved it. Loved all the characters. I thought that the dad was mean, though. Mm. I know this was Brian Keith. Like, if anybody is a fan of the TV show he did with Buffy and Jody, the twins. I think it was Fair. Oh, yeah. Was that it? Is that the name of that I show? I used to play it in reruns when I was a little kid. But there okay. was... Like, there was like Mr. French was their butler. It was kind of, maybe they did it because of. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds very similar. Yeah, you know what? That would make sense. Figuring that out. (laughs) (laughs) There's the takeaway. (laughs) Let's put him in a movie with some annoying twins (laughs) and a British butler. (laughs) So, I mean, maybe that was why, because I think it did come afterwards. But I always thought he was very stern. You know, he was like that dad from the 60s that he wasn't huggy and lovey and, you know, yeah, was. Oh my gosh, yeah. I don't think hot when I think Brian Keith. I mean, rest in peace. I mean, he was a great actor, but you don't think of him and go, Joe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You do with Nick Parker, though. Yeah, 100%. Oh my gosh. We have to say, whenever you said yes to this interview we were talking about the movie and both of our favorite scene out of the whole movie <laughs> is whenever you realize that Lindsay's characters had switched. Oh. Yeah. I'd, and you know what? And I should mention that because I mean, I'm just talking about as a viewer in, to, in performing the scene, the most difficult one and the one that was most gratifying. And I think people respond to is I am Annie. Oh, and, it gives me the chills. Yes, and I, and I think the reason for that, and, and I've said this in interviews before, the moms always tell me it makes them cry every single time they see it, every mm-hmm. time. And I said, well, there's a reason for that. I am, um, when I did the scene, when I performed the scene, I was using as my inner work, having to leave my daughter when she was an infant because I was a stand-up comic. I was a national, nationally touring headliner. And that's how we paid our bills in my family before I came out to LA to star in TV shows and stuff. And so I went back on the road when she was only a few weeks old. I worked until wow. three days before I had her. And then I, well, we had just bought our first house, my husband and I. And I did not have enough money in the bank to not work. So I had to go back on the road while I was still nursing her. I was like expressing milk into a Ziploc bag. Oh my gosh. I would have to leave her. And then some, some gigs, if it was driving distance, everybody would come. My four-year-old son, my husband, my infant daughter. And then I would run back to the hotel and nurse her in between shows. But some place, you know, I had to fly to some gigs and then I would come home and just smell her head. As soon as I went to the house, I could, uh, mothers will, uh, will understand this. You can smell them because we're mammals. Mm. So I could smell that baby smell from across the house, but mm. having to leave her. And some, sometimes I would come home and I would just pull her out of her car seat. If my husband would pick me up from the train station or from the airport and I would just hold her and cry and smell. Her. So every time I did that scene, I would use having to leave my, what it was to not see your baby. Mm. And in Chessie's mind, those are, that's her baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was the mother to Hallie. She yeah. was her mother. Mm-hmm. And, and the other one, I'm going to cry now. The other one was taken from her. Mm. 
not that she thought she was the mother. Yeah. But she, she was the mother to Hallie. So to not see the other one for 11 years because of these idiots. Yeah. Was a heartbreak to her every day. Mm. Yeah. So that realization of seeing her other baby was what people see on screen every time, you know, that, that reaction was real because it's what I was using in, in the inner work. And we did it for three days. Wow. In different sizes and in different ways. Okay. And when we got done shooting it, the crew applauded my work, which oh. never happens. Mm. Never. I mean, I should say rarely. Um, <laughs> and, and I mean, it does happen, I'm sure. But it was, it was a big deal that they recognized what it was. And Dennis said to me, because I was halfway through shooting it, I was like, am I doing it right? Uh, the, the, I was getting different direction. And I was like, are, and then we came back to kind of how we did it in the first place. And I was like, am I doing it wrong? I'm doing it wrong. And he saw me, he was, I was sitting in a chair and he came over and he leaned down over me and he put his hands on the arms of the chair and he looked me in the eye and he said, you're doing a magnificent job. And I burst out crying. Yeah. And that, but that's who, he was to everybody on set and that's who we were for each other just very supportive though everybody it was very meaningful work for me and it was it's so funny because even now when i'm you know auditioning or whatever and people are like i don't you know does she do drama and i'm like did you see the movie right <laughs> like, oh my gosh it's all real acting yeah. yeah i mean that scene is just so good yeah it it's is incredible the the applause that you got is so deserved. I mean, even when Chessie mentions when she's all really teary eyed, you know, bring her from the hospital six pounds. You remember how much she weighed? It's clearly immediately hit her, and she's just like this. I I knew there was this baby out there, and she's right here. Yeah, it's it's incredible. So I mean, we're clapping for you. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Chucks. Thank you. I, 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 you know, honestly, I'm just, again, going back to earlier, I'm just happy that people respond to it. Mm. If all I ever wanted when I was a kid and I started doing theater, very young I started, but you know, in high school I started professionally and doing dinner theater and, and, and uh, summer stock and all of that stuff that you do. I just wanted to make people feel. I just mm. wanted to make them cry and laugh and, and feel those emotions. That's what we do, right? We hold the mirror up to nature. So I, I'm glad it still does that for people. Oh yeah. It definitely does. Even in the reunion, when your producer, he brought up the point, you know, it's a timeless, amazing, like heartwarming movie, but also, you know, for kids who might've been from a family of divorce, they see like, oh, my parents could get back together. Like, I remember that. And oh, yeah. there's so much more to it that, you know, it is a Disney movie and it's fun, but there is so much heart and so much that really people do take away from it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> and now that it's on Disney Plus and people are just probably experiencing it for the first time, my eight-year-old niece just watched it and like gasped whenever I told her that I was going to be talking to you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, yeah, yeah. Go watch and if I cursed, bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any. I don't think you did. I don't think, yeah, I think you're good on that. I hope so. You never know with me. <laughs> I wanted to ask too a little bit. Um, it's like I love watching stand up. I work at Conan, so we always have like stand ups come in. But every time I watch it, I'm always like, I could never do that. That looks so difficult. Do you enjoy stand up? How did you get started with that? Yeah, I love it still. I, I unfortunately, well, everything is closed right now. But even like in the in the the last couple of years. Um, I hadn't done it in a while. And I said, you know, I, I've got stuff I want to say. I always did it because there was stuff I had to say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, when I started doing it, I was one of the only mothers doing stand-up. I mean, there were, there were women, not like there are now. There were like, you know, 20 women, yeah. working, you know, per, really working the gigs all around the country. And nobody was really a mom, except Roseanne. And, mm -hmm. yeah. and so I... I always talked about stuff that, you know, and my angle was more the plate spinning act of being a career mom, you know, be like I used to say at the end of my act, raising a family, finding a cure for cancer, having a flat stomach, 
We're just, uh, we're overwhelmed with all the stuff we're supposed to do as women. Um, so that was what I talked about. And then a couple of years ago, I'm like, you know, I really, you know, I'm divorced. I'm trying to date in LA. There's a lot of stuff I want to talk about. So I started doing it again and actually like put together a show with Sherry Shepard and another comic. We did this little mini tour called Mama Palooza. We were all moms. Oh my gosh. I and, oh, I love uh, that. that. I love that. And, uh, and then I did a couple of TV shows about it, but I had only done it like six times before we shot Gotham Live. But mm, it comes okay. right back to you when you have the, when you have the skill set and the ability to communicate to an audience, then of course it takes a, a year to get that perfect 15 minutes or 20 minutes. It takes a, a while to build it so it's really tight, but being able to entertain an audience, that's, that that part I got. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's easy. And so when I don't do it for a while, I really miss it. And I'll I'll do it for charity events or, you know, that sort of thing. But mm -hmm. doing it every night, like at the showcase clubs, like the Laugh Factory and the improv, that I haven't done in a while. Yeah. I, mean, I miss it. I really do. Yeah. Oh. Sherry does it. She's one of my best friends. She she lives close to me too. And she'll go out when the clubs are open, like four nights a week. And oh wow yeah that's like we um my fiance and i are fans of like uh what's it chris delea and he said he still goes he still performs like he doesn't know there's maybe only one week that he can remember in the last couple of years that he hasn't yeah. like you just i guess it could be kind of like a muscle you just keep working it so you keep fresh that's and you exactly know how to do right. it that's exactly right and if you don't if you're if you let too much time go it takes a little bit to ramp up, but mm. I always feel really at home. Like, you know, even if it's six months of gone, it's never usually six, it's usually more like <laughs> go by, then I'll do a set and occasionally it will kill. Like I had one at the comedy store. Um, I don't know. I think it was last fall. I hadn't done it for a while. And then I went and did a friend of mine said, come do my show at the store. And I went and did it, and I killed. I was supposed to do 10 minutes. I think I did 25. Oh, wow. Going, Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, was for, it was one of those sets that's magic. Everything comes together. Your uh -huh. rich, you, what you prepare to say work, the ad-libs in between work, the crowd is behind you. And I have a little bit of an extra boost because people they know the parent trap and so they recognize me from that sure and and i always tell whoever's bringing me up you have to say from the parent trap otherwise they're going to be like why do i know that voice why do i because it's not like my name's not Lindsay lohan it's not like the <laughs> name where you go oh i know who she is like you might have to remind them because otherwise they spend the first minute staring at me going why don't I know her voice like, they don't hear anything you said they're just like <laughs> i know her for some reason so I have to say, but you have um, a very recognizable voice. Like even mm -hmm. we both love Grey's Anatomy and for your two episodes on that. Yeah, we I was like, each other. <laughs> that's Jesse. Um, I know that's an, that was another great gig. I met some great people on that show too. And what was perfect about it. It's so funny because the first big movie I ever did was this movie, Eddie with Whoopi Goldberg. And I love mm. her. And she was stayed a good friend of mine after that. I went through a breakup. She brought me to her house. Like, she good girlfriended me. It was awesome. Good but, for her. Yeah. She told me uh, my wardrobe on that was just over the top, super <laughs> high heels, push up bra, big blonde wig. Like everything was the opposite of Whoopi. And every time she saw whatever get up they had me into, it'd be like, girl, <laughs> <laughs> like you gotta get you a role where you can wear, she had Birkenstocks on for everything and like comfy clothes. She was like, Wait till you get a job where you get to dress like this. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I like dressing up. I was young. Now mm. I'm like, Chessy is the way to go. Oh, and yeah. Grey's Anatomy, I literally was in a hospital gown and no makeup. <laughs> Perfect. Easy. Any day. <laughs> I was like, literally, it was easiest day ever. I'm like, oh, I get to like lay in my trailer and sleep until the call on set. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. We also loved you in Shall We Dance? And that character was super glammed up. I mean. So crazy. Yeah. So I'm sure, well, maybe you were still okay with wearing the costumes at that point. I, I, it, that was a very particular character. 
Yeah, so she was. Everything for her, like I remember going to two things. One was the the dance wardrobe place, and they actually became very good friends of mine. Um, Lena Kosovich and uh, ne- Lena and Nick Kosovich run a a place called Linique, and they're um, I actually hired them. I created the show Dance Your Ass Off, which was my mm-hmm. dance football show on oxygen and I hired them to do wardrobe for it because they come up with the craziest, most outlandish boa feathers and marabou and just crazy. And I went to their studio in New York and tried on stuff and it was nuts. I saw <laughs> from the wardrobe test for, actually I was still skinny when I did the wardrobe try on. And then they sent a few pieces over to Shall We Dance, but I also went to in downtown LA, there is a hair place that sells like pieces called mm. Try Me Now Hair. Try Me oh Now. Oh my God. <laughs> now Wear Me Later. Oh my oh God. God. They're all the most plasticky pieces of like scent from, I don't know where they're imported from, but I don't, they do also sell real hair and it's fantastic, but they have every clip on piece that you could possibly imagine. Big giant waterfall curls. <laughs> straight ponytails, you know, half wigs. And I knew they wanted to dye my hair like white blonde. Mm-hmm. So I call it corn blonde. <laughs> and I bought like 12 or 15 different pieces that I could bring to Shall We Dance and wear there because they didn't, I guess they didn't have something like this in Canada, which is where we shot. Oh. Winnipeg. So I went and brought everything and that's what I'm wearing I think for the audition, I actually took the clip out during the scene and put it back in. And they, that's one of the reasons I think I got the job. Because it was just, <laughs> you think it's my hair and then all of a sudden my hair comes off. Oh my I, God. I think that was one of my favorite scenes is whenever your character's in the hospital and she just reaches behind and pulls <laughs> off the hair. I did a lot of stuff with those hair pieces. That, that character became Bobby plus hair piece. Yeah. I remember those though, like when the scene when you were in the bar and you just stand up and adjust it. I remember like friends of mine had those when we were younger and they would kind of like fix it up. Or my cousin had this one that had like streamers coming out of it. Like it was a whole thing. <laughs> it was yeah. a whole thing. It was an iconic look though. Thank you. I was very, I was quite pleased with that crazy, maniacal character. I had like, she was like, not enough ruffles on this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even, not, not even from your first scene when you meet Richard Gere on that staircase, I was like, yes, I love this character That's it. already. Thank you. How was it dancing with Richard Gere? Like, what were rehearsals like for that? So good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I bet. I mean, I, I loved all of my dance rehearsals because my teachers on that movie were, um, you know, all the people that became famous on Dancing with the Stars way before that show. And in fact, I was friends with some of the people over there and the president. And I was like telling them, you need to hire, the movie came out just the year before they started Dancing with the Stars. And I was like, you oh, need wow. Tony Revolani, you need Nick Kosovich, you need this one, that one. Like I was record Karina Smirnoff. She was our, my coach for Latin. And Nick was one of my teachers for Standard Ballroom. And Tony was my dance rehearsal for all of it, for everything, the pasta doble, everything. Mm-hmm. And they are, you know, these are Blackpool winners. These are some of the top dance ballroom dancers in the world. And they were my teachers. So dancing with all of them was fantastic. And they were like, you have to get good enough so that you don't need Richard to lead you. Mm. So that you can be, you know, basically in that form on your uh-huh. own. But, but Richard, I didn't really need to because he was a good lead. He was, oh, a, good. Great te- he was a great dance partner and we both took it very seriously if i wasn't on set acting i was in dance training oh I mean, wow up to 12 hours a day it was wow. the, the hardest i've ever worked on a movie wow i mean well you were incredible at acting <laughs> and dancing and that like it's insane yeah i mean honestly i love that movie i love the performance i know they 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 stopped i i was sad about this but for a minute there they were putting um miramax was putting me uh, forward for a four-year consideration for uh what is it best supporting actress for an oscar oh, yeah. like okay 
but um, but why not? But, why not, um, right? <laughs> they started backing Finding Neverland, which was their movie with, oh. with Johnny Depp, I think. It was yeah. for, uh, about the guy who wrote Peter Pan, but before yeah. that, they were supporting some stuff for, because I mean, Stanley Tucci was great. There were some great- Oh my gosh. It was that. a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was I was pretty proud of the work that we all did. Everybody worked really hard. Yeah, it was great. The final product was great. Thank you. And Jennifer was great. And she's a fantastic. I used to sit and watch her like dance, even if I wasn't in the scene. I would just sit on the floor and watch her. I mean, she's oh, yeah. magnificent. I bet. An incredible beauty. She would from across the room. You would just be on set, and she would be like shimmering. I'm like, how does she glow? Like that's how you know a movie star. Right? That's wild. I met Jennifer, like, it was like a 10 second meet and greet. And I remember just, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I literally just shook her hand and took a picture. <laughs> just I, I, being in her presence. You know what? She is, she is both things. She is that shimmering kind of star that you're like, I'm afraid to touch you. And then mm. she's Jenny from the block, who's a down girl, who like the first day I met her, I walked by and I was like, what? Who smells like this? What is this? <laughs> And she's like, oh, that's me. And I'm like, really? That's, what do you mean it's you? It's your perfume? She goes, no, it's, I'm wearing me. It was a glow. It was like her perfume. Oh. And I was like, oh. oh my God, you smell like a cookie. I want to lick you. Oh and my God. Like, All right, maybe not that, but. And then, she, and then she sent me like a whole slew of her product was the next day in my dressing room as a gift. She's just, oh she stopped shooting the night of my birthday we were filming and she was done like three mm -hmm. hours earlier and she stuck around so that she could come on set with when they brought a cake on to sing happy birthday to me oh sing me happy birthday she brought my twins into her trailer with their you know the nanny was up with us in canada so that she could watch them when i was working and she brought my nanny into her trailer so she could feed her homemade cookies and speak Spanish with her and give her props. And I mean, she's just, I, I love her. She's amazing. She's uh. when, she, when she took us all out to dinner, like towards the end of filming, she didn't just invite the principal actors, she invited the dancers. And that said a lot to me because dancers are never respected in our business like that. They're like, oh, you're a body. And oh, yeah. she, because she came from dance, respected the dancers and that spoke volumes to me. Oh, that's amazing. That is so true about dancers. They need yeah. more credit. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys have had enough of listening <laughs> to Big now. Well, thank you say, for we... answering all of our questions. I'm yeah. sorry if we've had too many. <laughs> no, okay, I just talk a lot. It's not you. We do too. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This was like above and beyond. It was so nice to meet you and hear all these amazing stories. Uh, great meeting you too. You guys yeah. are delightful. I wish you tons of success. You guys are so sweet. Thank, thank you, you so, much. so much. Enjoy your flower. Enjoy your quarantine. Stay safe. <laughs> well, thanks guys. You too. Bye. Okay, bye. And you guys, how great was she? We told you. We told you you were going to love her. First of all, right out the gate, you guys should have seen this bag of flour that she has. I'm going to start buying, not that I ever really cook, but I'm going to start buying flour from Amazon. Oh my God, everything on Amazon. We, David and I said afterwards when we finished this interview that we barely even had to look at any of our notes that we prepared because it was so natural. It felt more like a conversation than an interview. And oh my God, we just love her so much. She was so great. Lisa Ann, if you are listening to this, we cannot thank you enough for coming on and literally sharing so many incredible stories. I know I said incredible a lot during that interview, but everything she said was incredible. It was. She made me tear up at one point. Whenever she teared up, I teared whenever up. I see people tearing up, I want to tear up. I know. And really the scene that she was talking about makes me tear up every time. That story is true. The second she said yes, Grace and I, you know, did our usual thing. We got on the phone, screamed for like 10 minutes. And then we were just talking, literally that scene was the first thing we were talking about and acting out over the phone. That's really, I think what the people want to see is us acting <laughs> that scene, playing Chessie and Annie. And Annie, we'll, we'll choose who's going to be which part. Um, but you guys, of course, if you enjoyed this episode and how could you not enjoy Lisa Ann, she's on Instagram. You can go find her. It's just her name, Lisa Ann Walter. Go give her some love. 
who doesn't love her already, but we just can't, we don't have enough amazing positive things to say about her. And you guys, if you did enjoy this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this episode. You can give us a follow at BTTB Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And just everything we've ever done is on our website, bttbpodcast.com. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. Lisa Ann, thank you again. And I'm just, we're on cloud nine. This we're was the cloud, best. We're, we're on cloud like a thousand. <laughs> Oh my God. And you guys, please tune in next week. We have another incredible interview. We chatted with Stuart Pankin. You know him as the commander from Xenon, girl of the 21st century. He was in Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, Dinosaurs, so many incredible things. And it's just another episode we cannot wait for you guys to listen to. Yes. So please, 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 please come back next week. We're going to be right here. And we're also going to keep taking you back to the best. Bye. Bye.